We'll see with that, let us, let us begin. So today's daf is daf ayin 70. We are picking up Emir Hashem on the top of ayin, first line. So the Gemara says as follows. So continuing in the sugya of, continuing in the sugya of refuas, of, dif, of different medicinal remedies. So the Gemara says as follows. L'chazisa. So what's the chazisa? Rashi says over here, yalefes. So we'll say, so yalefes is some type of skin disease or really boils yalefes is. Ultimately, again, that's moist. So sometimes a moist, moist boil. So the Gemara says, what should you do? Lacey, Shev, Chiti, Arzenaiso. Go ahead and take seven, seven, seven good wheat kernels. Viniklehu, go ahead and burn them, literally roast them. Amora, Charito, on top of a brand new shovel. So take these, take these seven wheat kernels, roast them on top of a new shovel. V'nafik mishchaminayu, the oil that comes out of those kernels. V'neshev, and rub it on the affected area. Okay, that's the remedy. Rav Simi Bar'ashi avaleilahu ovei kochavim ledavar acher. Rav Simi Bar'ashi also used this same remedy for a non-Jew who was suffering from saras v'issi, and it worked. So apparently not only does it work for this chazazis, but also works for leprosy as well. Incredible. Amr Shmuel. Shmuel said as follows. Haiman demachuli ba'alunchi de parsoi. Michia lo chaye. So I will say, so a person who is injured literally by a Persian sword. What's the I'm sorry, by a Persian spear. What's the chap of the Persian spear? If you look at Rashi, Rashi three lines down from the top. Bulanchi parsoi. Benun cholio shal parsam shem sarfin also bemei san hamabes. Apparently, the Persians used to go ahead and coat their spears. Literally, according to Rashi, it's forge their spears. But coat their spears with some type of poisonous water, Rashi brings down. So in other words, the Persians had this hap, not only were their spears spears, but Lamai said they coated it with poison. So if you got stabbed by a Persian spear, you were going to die. So the Gemara says over here, Shmuel says, a person who's going to get stabbed by a Persian spear is going to die. Lo so, but nevertheless, again, while you're dying from the stab of the Persian spear, So, we'll say, so as much as there is no remedy after one has been stabbed by a Persian spear, in other words, unfortunately, one is going to die as a result of the poison, but there is a way to prolong one's life. How do you prolong your life? So the Gemara says, go ahead and eat meat. Fatty meat cooked over coals, the chamra chaye, and undiluted wine. And I will say, now ultimately again, so why, so therefore what? Afshar the chaye porta, this will prolong a person's life for a little bit. Umafkid abese, and you have the ability to go ahead and command your home, give your family like your final will and testament. So I'll say it's a very profound Gemara. So of course, again, remember, all of these Gemaras have layers of profundity. Rabbi, say, what is the Gemara describing over here? The Gemara is describing over here an unchangeable situation. Right? Unchangeable situation. So this individual, in this case over here, has unfortunately been stabbed by a Persian spear. What happens after a person is stabbed by a Persian spear? What happens? They're going to die. There is, bless you, there is no remedy for that poison. So what do you do in life at the end of the day when you are faced with unchangeable circumstances, right? We, we, we like to think that you could change any reality. And often we live with the conception that you could change any reality. But every so often we are faced with the reality that I cannot change. So what do you do in those situations? You maximize the reality you have even if you have an inability to change it. So the Gemara says, a person stabbed with a Persian spear, they're gonna die, they're gonna die. That's unchangeable. What you can do is potentially eke out an additional few moments of life. And in those few moments of life, potentially go ahead and say the things you need to say to your family. You can't change your circumstances in life. If you can't change, the only option you have is to maximize the circumstances you have in front of you. Such an incredible Musar Haskil. So the Gemara goes weiter. Similarly, If a person swallows a bee, a person swallows a bee, a person is not going to survive that. Not going to survive it. So what can you do? I'll say first wide line on Ayin Aleph. 
Adahachi vahachi, but again, after you swallow the beef, thank you, say thank you so much, no worries, thank you. Adahachi vahachi, adahachi vahachi means, unfortunately, while a person is dying, nashke rivi asad dechala go ahead and drink a raviyas of strong vinegar. Efshar dechaye porta, you'll be able to live a little bit longer. Umafkir lebeise, and you'll be able to go ahead and literally give, you know, final will and testament to your mishpacha. So I'll say, same yisod. It's really, and I'll say, there's, <coughs> there is such profundity in, in these statements of Chazal, recognizing circumstances and situations that you cannot change, that you cannot change. So if you can't change the circumstances you have, at least find some way to maximize them. Incredible. But we'll say second wide line, Ayin Ahmed Aleph. Second wide line. Let's go back there. I'm Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi said, Achal basar shar balafas. If a person ate the meat of an ox with lefas. We'll say lefas, Rashi says, could either mean like a condiment or beets. Velan balavana. And then a person slept under the moon. Slept under the moon means a person slept in the outdoors. Belevi yudalit otesvav. Either on the 14th or the 15th, pitakufas tamos. Right? In the season of Tammuz. Achzoso achilu. Ultimately, again, they're going to be impacted. They're going to, they're going to get sick from achilu. Okay, so the Gemara says. So, good. Uh, good. Fine. Fine. Okay, we'll come back to it. As soon again, if a person eats his fill from any item, or is eating until you're full, so ultimately, again, achzoso achilu. Ultimately, again, he'll be he'll, he'll contract achilu. Achzazu achilu literally means this sickness of achilu will take hold of him. Amra papa, afilu mitamri. This is true even if you eat your fill of dates. So the Gemara says it's actually interesting. I suppose the lashon of the Gemara is if you eat your fill of any food, ultimately, well, again, if you eat ox meat with lefas with beets, and go ahead, our turnips is actually the better, is better term for it, not beets, right? You eat ox meat with turnips, you sleep outside on the 14th or the 15th in the Tekufa of Tammuz, or you eat your full of any food, even of dates, ultimately, again, you'll get sick with this achilu. So the Gemara says, pshita. Now, I'll say the pshita is, once the Gemara said, if you eat your fill of any food, you're going to get sick with this achilu, then the Gemara says, even dates, Sigmar says, I don't understand, why would you think that dates are outside of the category of any food? To which Sigmar says, I'll tell you why. Dates, dates are a quality food. Why are dates a quality food? Dates have the ability to satiate. Dates are also, Meshachnon means like they're good for the skin. Meshachnon, they cause a person to be regular. Ma'ashron, they fortify the system. And even though, again, they're sweet, they do not cause a person to become a mefunak. We'll say a mefunak is like a, a high-maintenance individual. So again, normally a person consumes sweet foods, maybe that makes them a high-maintenance individual. Dates are not like that. So I would have thought that since dates have all of these qualities, amolo, perhaps, again, if you eat, if you eat to the point of satiety, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, Contract achilu. Kamashmala, no, you'll still get achilu. Says Imar, by the way, my achilu. What, what is achilu? On Rabbi Lazar, ish shal atzamos. Some type of fire of the bones. My ish shal atzamos. What is ish shal atzamos? On Rabbi, ish garmi. Bone fire. Okay, so it was very helpful. Right, so, say, so again, what's interesting is what is this? You know what it sounds like? It sounds like some type of joint pain, right? So b- fire of the bones sounds like some type of internal joint pain. Okay. So the Gemara said, Maya Suse, what is the remedy for Achilu? Amra my mother told me, Kulu Shakani Tlasa Shiva Utresar. So I will say it's actually interesting. Before the Gemara gets into what the remedy is, the Gemara says, in general, Abayi says, sorry, yeah, Abayi says, my mother, um, uh, Abai says, my mother told me, normally when consuming remedies, right? Let's say you have a particular drink 
that's a particular remedy. Normally, these drinks have to be consumed for either three days, seven days, or 12 days. Thank you so much. The high Ademasi. This remedy, this remedy, you continue drinking it until you are totally healed. Now, we don't know what the remedy is yet, but Abai is just saying, my mother told me this remedy is different, that you have to continue consuming it until you're healed. Kulu shakaini ali Normally, again, when consuming remedies, you normally consume remedies on an empty stomach. Vahai basar da akhal vishasi vahayala besakise. Vinafek umashi yode. But this remedy, this remedy really you should only consume after you eat, after you drink, after you come out of the bathroom, and go ahead and wash your hands. Okay? Umaisi le buna dishasisa. So say so again. So what what is the remedy? So here we go. So the Gemara says you go ahead, you go ahead. Here, let me uh, look at Rashi. So you go ahead, take a buna dishesisa de talfechi. If you look at Rashi, I'll say just Rashi is right opposite the first wide line of the Gemara. So what do you take? Buna dishesisa talfechi mali egrof min shesisa shem machal ha'asu mikemach adashu melach. So we'll say the first thing, first ingredient is. You take a fistful of shesisa. Now, what is shesisa? Shesisa is a cooked dish that is made from flour, lentils, and salt. So you take again. You take a you take a fistful of of shesisa. Ubuna dechamra atiga and a fistful of old wine. Benagbalinu bahadadi bahadi adadi and you mix them together. Benecho and you eat it. Apparently, again, that's the remedy for achilu. Okay, the nichroch. So I'm actually not finished. The nichroch besadine, and ultimately again, I will say. So that's step one. So step. So we'll say, person is suffering from achilu. First step from achilu. So how do you go ahead? What's the remedy for achilu? So number one, take a mixture, a fistful of shesisa, a fistful of old wine. Go ahead and mix it together. Consume it. After that, what do you do? The nichroch besadine. Wrap yourself in covers. The nigne and go to sleep. And go to sleep. Well, listen to this. And you shouldn't, no one should wake you up. You should get up on your own. Ah, can you imagine that, right? Like going to sleep, getting, getting up on your own. No, no, no one or nothing waking you. I'm sorry. And when you wake up in the morning, Take off your covers. Ve'ilo, in other words, you have to remove those covers. If you don't remove those covers, ve'ilo, hadr iluye. Ultimately, again, you'll contract the achilu again. Apparently, I will say from the Gemara's perspective, the disease itself like goes to the cover. Essentially, I will say what you're doing, by the way, is actually interesting. Rashi points this out. Rashi says, V'nichroch gufei b'sadine, k'deishi yischemim gufo v'yazia. What's the idea of wrapping yourself in the blanket? To sweat. To sweat, you're sweating out the cold, which is interesting, or whatever, you're sweating out the illness. So the idea from the percent of the Gemara is, when you get up, remove the cover. If you don't remove the cover, you contract the illness again. Okay, fascinating. Amrali Eliyad Rab Nason. So we'll see, Eliyad Navi said to Rab Nason. Listen to this, we'll say, this is incredible. Echol shlish, ushisei shlish, vahanach shlish. When you're eating, eat to one-third of your fill, Drink one third of your fill and then leave one third empty. Why? This way, when you get angry, when you get angry, ultimately again you'll be satiated. What's the pshat? Take a look at Rashi again. Rashi says, and your stomach becomes full. So I will say, so this is fascinating Gemara on a variety of levels. First of all, apparently I will say anger, anger has an almost satiating ability or satiating quality, which I will say, we know this from any time that we've gotten angry. When you get angry, when you get angry, you forget your other physical needs, right? Anger is such a powerful emotion. If you were hungry beforehand, you forgot about it. You were thirsty beforehand, you forgot about it. You were tired, you forgot about it. Whatever it is, and I will say it's actually interesting, anger often comes with a rush of adrenaline, right? It's not a good adrenaline, but it's adrenaline nevertheless. So I will say, which, which is an incredible yisot. So the Gemara says, so if you said to Rabbi Nassan, 
you know, when you're eating, essentially always leave room for anger, right? Because the mice say, if not, if you get angry on a full stomach, it's not healthy. Anger in general isn't healthy. Getting angry on a full stomach is not healthy. They will say, what's dramatic about this Gemara? I mean, there's a lot that's dramatic about this Gemara. But what's also fascinating is, Elio seems to be telling Rabbi Nassan, a person should plan to get angry. Anger, chaos, is one of the most destructive character traits. Right, the Rambam brings down that chaos, anger, is perhaps the most destructive character trait. The Rambam brings down in Hilchos Deos, so what should a person do? I've mentioned this many times. So what should a person do? If ultimately, again, they have a problem with anger and they keep on getting angry, the Rambam writes, stop getting angry. Right? That, that's my Modian wisdom, which is, I will say, incredibly profound because what the Rambam is saying is, you have a problem with your temper, a problem with anger? You're in control. You're in control. Right? Stop getting angry. Lamaise, at the end of the day, don't pretend like other people are in charge of whether or not you get angry. Getting angry, ultimately, again, is a fundamental decision each of us makes. So it's incredible. But what Elio is saying to Rabbi Nassan is, it appears that anger, for many of us, unfortunately, is an inescapable reality. I hate saying that phrase, but not inescapable because I can't escape it. Inescapable because I choose not to escape it. I choose to allow myself to get angry. Eliyahu Navi therefore says, Rabbi Nassan, take proper measures so at least anger won't have a more deleterious effect because getting angry on a full stomach apparently is harmful to your health. Incredible. If a person wants to make sure that they don't come to any kind of intestinal illness, stomach illness, what should you do? Make sure to go ahead and dip your food both during the winter and the summer, right? say This is incredible. And your suuda, when you sit down to go ahead and eat, so literally, again, withdraw your hand from it, which means what Rashi says, So apparently, again, I say there is a wisdom to not eating to your full, to your fill, right? Go ahead and, and essentially stop eating a little bit before you are satiated. So I'll say, just this far and bring down, there's a lot of commentary on this in general, that what the Gemara is saying over here is that the key to health in life, now the Gemara is talking about physical health, but it could very well be that this is the key to spiritual health as well, is don't fully indulge all of your physical senses. In other words, enjoy, enjoy, but perhaps, again, don't enjoy to the point of physical satiety, but rather hold back just a little. This way a person doesn't fully indulge the physical part of their persona, the physical part of their life. It's actually incredible. Sudascha shana ascha the suuda from which you get hana, mishoch yad Pull back your hand just a little bit. Don't, don't, don't fully indulge. Hold back just a little bit. Valtisha asmecha, if you have to go to the bathroom, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Also, we've seen this a number of times throughout our journeys of Shaz, how Chazal understood that physical health really depends on relieving yourself whenever you have to use the bathroom. So we'll say the Gemara says, Ma'okva says, this person who eats tila chivra, or drinks tila chivra, she says, is bad wine. Bad wine, right? If you drink bad wine, it's bad for your health. Ultimately, again, you'll be overtaken by visik. I will say, what's visik? Rashi says, is chaloshos, weakness. Weakness. So apparently, consumption of bad wine ultimately leads to physical weakness. Amrav Chista, shisin mine chamra, havumalya, havumalya, dekulu samchare chasna. So Rav Chista said, there are 60 different types of wine that are all very good for your health. The Kamdanamdir amongst all of these wines is Sumka, they're red, they're red wine, and Rechasna, they have a good aroma, a good smell. Griya de Kulhu, Tilachivra. The worst kind of wine for you, it'll say, is this weak wine. Tilachivra could also mean like a white wine, right? A weaker wine, okay? So this, this Rashi, Rashi calls it Yainra, bad wine. Amrav Yehuda, so I'll say if a person sits in the mornings, right? In the mornings of Nisan by the fire, and rubs himself with oil, and then he goes out and sits in the sun, 
right, will be will be seized literally again by this physical weakness. Now, Bosai, what he seems to be describing over here also is potentially like overheating. Remember again, Yomei Nisan, Yomei Nisan, remember again already is, is the morning. So remember again, he's sitting, he's sitting in the mornings of Nisan by the fire, then putting oil on himself and then sitting out in the sun. So there's a sense of overheating. So he's going to be overheating ultimately again. He could be seized by this, by this visit, by this weakness. Tan Rabbanon, hikis dam v'shimish mitaso. If a person did bloodletting and then engaged in relations, havilo banan viskin, he'll have weak children. And I will say, this, this is now part, we've seen this motif in Chazal, that ultimately, again, that this, both the physical and spiritual state that a person is in at the time of, of marital intimacy could have an impact on the children, the children that are conceived from that act of intimacy. So a person does bloodletting, which again, I will say, normally weakens a person, right? And then has relations, could have children who are weak. If both husband and wife both did bloodletting, and had relations again after that act of bloodletting. So ultimately, again, I will say, so Rasan Rashi says, is chaloshim harbe, is a very weakened state. Machmas sheishlan sheretz b'moach. As a result, I'll say Rasan is some type of parasite, some type of parasite inside of the head. So a person, so both husband and wife, both engaged in bloodletting. Then halacha lemaisa again. The Gemara says to have children who are in an incredibly weakened state. Okay, This is only if you didn't eat something after bloodletting. But if you ate something after bloodletting, then ultimately we're not concerned with any type of weakened state. If a person came back from a journey, from traveling, and then had relations, ultimately Gemara says they're going to have children who are very weak. Once again, it's the same idea. Coming back from a journey, the assumption is that a person is already in a weakened state. So if relations occur in a weakened state, the children will suffer from this type of chronic weakness. Person comes out of the bathroom, they should not have relations after using the bathroom until they wait the amount of time of half a mil. So also remember again, takes a mil is 18 minutes. So half a mil is nine minutes after using the bathroom. Wait, wait these nine minutes before having relations. So say, hearkening back to our shaven discussions of Shabbos and Sunday, right, our Koridaikos discussion. So remember again, there's an issue with, we saw this actually in Masechus Brachas, that Shadim often inhabited Beis Akise, bathrooms. I was remember again, why was that? Because remember again, their Beis Akise, their bathrooms were often in uninhabited desolate areas, which are prime Shadim locations. So there was a concern that ultimately after using the Beis Akise, a person would be... I don't know, somehow impacted or, or yes, but have shaved them with them. So engaging in relations after that could ultimately be, could be a bit deleterious to one's health. And if one does so, he'll have children who are nichbin. And I will say, now what's a nichbin? So Rashi says over here, noflim machmas choli. They fall down as a result of illness. So I will say, it's actually interesting because many of the contemporary commentaries actually define this as epilepsy. As he's talking about falling down as a result of seizures. Okay. So the Gemara says, If a person has relations standing up, Now I will say, interestingly enough, Ochzasa will say are cramps. Now, interesting enough, the Gemara just seems to be saying perhaps this is just a physical reality. A person has relations while standing up, ultimately again they could get cramps. Mi Yushav, person has relations standing down, sitting, sorry, sitting down. Ochzasa deleria. Ultimately, again, they could suffer from delaria. If the wife is on top and the husband is on the bottom, also delaria. My delaria, I'm Rabbi Shoban Levi. Some delaria, darda. So we'll say. So here's what's interesting. Once again, the Gemara doesn't define what this delaria is. That sounds like delirium. Okay, I don't know if it literally. Hey, but but what? But instead, what the Gemara does is the Gemara talks about the remedy. For delaria, what's the sign for delaria? Darda, right? What do you what do you take for delaria? Darda, okay. 
my dardara. What is dardara? Says the Gemara. Amrabaye moriki dechuchi. It is morika is saffron, but dafka saffron that grows by thorns. Rashi says morika dechuchi kurik hagadol begeder shall hisme shikorin shvil. So it's dafka saffron plant that grows by that grows by that grows by thorns. Okay, Rapapa alis ubalale. Rapapa when he would take saffron would often go ahead and chew it and then spit it out. So he would chew it and then spit it out. I'm sorry, chew it and then, and then swallow it. Rav Papi Alis Papi would chew it and spit it out. Okay, so apparently different ways to use the saffron. Fine. Am Rabbi. So Rabbi, so we'll say, it's such an incredible Gemara. Misha ain't a Baki Bederecheretz. And I will say, now what, what does this mean? A person who's not a Baki Bederecheretz is not talking about a guy who has a problem with his Midos. But rather, it's talking about a man who is impotent, right? So I will say, what Gemara is talking about over here is man suffering from ED, right? A person who, a person who is impotent. So I will say, this, this is incredible. So what is, what is the cure for impotence? So the Gemara says, Lysi gimel kafizi kortimi, dechuchi. So I will say, go ahead and literally again, take three kafizim. This is Rashi says, clean machzik gimel revios. So I will say, so a kafiza, Apparently itself is a utensil that holds three reviuses. So take three kafizim of kortami. Remember again, kortami dechuchi, which is saffron, saffron that grows by the thorns. Vinedukinhu vineshkalinhu bechamra. So I'll say, what should you do? Grind up the saffron, grind up saffron, boil it in wine. In wine, take this concoction, vinishti, and drink it. So I will say, this was the Talmudic cure for impotence. For impotence. Incredible. So the Gemara says, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, Heim, Heim, Hechzirunu de Na'arosai. So Rabbi Yochanan says, well, this is incredible. It's like a testimonial. Rabbi Yochanan says, I took this, I took this, and it restored me back to my youthful vigor. I will say, is that not, is, 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 is that not incredible? So again, I will say, again, again, what's fascinating about this Gemara is a number of things. First of all, I will say, isn't it fascinating that like Rabbi Yochanan goes on record about this, right? So Rabbi Yochanan tells us, you know, I, I had this issue, I had this issue of impotence, and Lamaisa, I took this concoction and Baruch Hashem, it worked. But say it's such a, it's also such a beautiful. There's a beauty to the Gemara because also what the Gemara says is that like there are certain things that are natural in life, certain, certain things that occur, and a person should never go ahead and a person should never has shown be embarrassed. Because of the natural events that happen, especially those associated with aging. Right? There are certain, you know, there's a tshuva by Rav Moshe. Tshuva by Moshe. The halacha is that when a woman is in nida, so the halacha is she's not supposed, we have this in Smichas cover not so long ago. So we're not supposed, not so, husband and wife are not supposed to hand things directly to each other. So there's a tshuva by Rav Moshe where it talks about a chasen and kala by Sheva Brachas, where there was going to be an issue by Avdallah. Uh, I don't remember the, the, the circumstance, but whatever it was, is that the Shaila was, the Kala Chassam are going to be embarrassed if they can't hand like Havvala directly to each other. So the Moshe said, what is there to be embarrassed about that a woman is a Nida? Right? If a woman is a Nida, that means that Baruch Hashem, her body is functioning and is working in the way it is supposed to be. He said, the fact that people are, are nosy, they should just mind their own business. But like I said, there's no, there's no embarrassment attached to normal, to normal bodily things. And I both say, that's part of what the Gemara is putting out over here also, that sometimes people are reticent. Sometimes people are reticent to go ahead and seek out help for certain physical issues because they're embarrassed about it. So so I really do think that Rabbi Yochanan comes on record over here and says, by the way, I had this problem. And Baruch Hashem, this concoction returned me back to my youthful vigor. They both say, why does the the Gemara need to say this? Why does Rabbi Yochanan need to go on record? They both say, it's a chizik. Because sometimes people are reticent to get help for certain things that are normal physical realities of aging. And not getting help for it could cause issues within a relationship, could cause issues in shalom bias. person should never be embarrassed about things that are normal physical realities of life. Incredible. I will say, Mamish, everything is in Shas. Everything is in Shas. I will say, let's go back there. There are three things. There are three things that diminish 
the koach, the physical vigor of a person. Ve'eluhin, these are the three things. Pachad, the Nebosei, what's interesting, this is actually an incredible Gemara. Nebosei, pachad normally means fear. Here, if you notice, Rashi translates it differently. Rashi says, pachad is daigo, worry. Worry. Chedoig al davar ha'asit kigon tivud bizonos o pachad oyev. So we'll say this is fascinating. So pachad here doesn't just mean fear. Rashi says it means worry about something in the future. I say, isn't this incredible? Worrying about the future, worrying about something that may occur. So pachad derech traveling va'avon and sin. I say it's such a profound gemara. Three things ultimately sap a person of his koach. So I will say, worrying about the future. Worrying about the future. What's the help of worrying about the future? So I will say, worrying about the future, ultimately, again, you can't control it. And there's absolutely, you know, there, there are any untold number of variables that could unfold in our future. And we know that if a person becomes preoccupied with worrying about what will be, well, see, you know what happens that people are perpetually worrying about the future? They, it leads to life paralysis. You end up not doing anything, not accomplishing anything because you are simply frozen and paralyzed by the future, by the, by, by the, by the worry of the unknown. Derech, so we'll say, that one just seems to be a reality of travel, travel, right? Constantly being, tra- constantly traveling and not being settled in one place saps a person of their vitality and sin. It also is an incredible one, right? So what's, you know, we'll say, some, sometimes if you think about it, the, the greatest negative byproduct of hate is not simply the commission of Avera, but it's the fact that I'm utilizing precious life koach in the wrong way. Right? So say each of us has a, there, there is a set amount, there's a, there's a reservoir of life, vitality, and strength that you have. It's not infinite, right? It's not constantly renewable. There's just, just like time is a finite, non-renewable resource, so koach is also a finite, non-renewable resource. And if I use it in the wrong way, if I use it for hate, then ultimately, again, that means it is not available for something else. It's an incredible, incredible idea. So we'll say these three things ultimately diminish the koach of a person. So the says, Pachad, Dichsev, Libi Secharchar, Azavani Kochi, Derech Dichsev, Anaba Derech Kochi, Avon Dichsev, Kashal Ba'avoni Kochi. So we'll say, you see, each of these three, three things have psukim that indicate that they sap a person of their vitality. But I will say, but in general, the Gemara is teaching us is this incredible yisod. Understand that there are certain things, there are certain things which use up your life koach, worrying about the future, constantly worrying about some potential unknown will sap you of your koach. It will say, derach, what does derach mean? Plus, you know, there are people, there are people who are always like running around like a chicken without a head, right? They're, they're always, they're running in like multiple directions in any given moment. That saps a person of vitality. Choose a derach. Choose a path and go down it. And lastly, hate. A person chooses to utilize their life of vitality in the commission of sin. Not only am I making poor choices, but I'm also using up my life koach. Koach that could have been used for dynamic activity is now unfortunately again being squandered for the pursuit of sin. So profound. There are... There are ultimately again three things, three things. Matizen. Um, yeah, Matizin Gufo Shal Adam. Ultimately, both say now Matizin literally means, Rashi says, means tear down. Tear down. Rashi says over here, yeah, Matizin Gufo Shal Adam. Literally deconstruct the body of a person. What are they? Ve'eluhain, Achom Umad, eating, standing up. Shasama Umad, drinking, standing up. So I'll say, so apparently what that means is these are unhealthy behaviors. Unhealthy behaviors. So eating, standing up. Drinking, standing up. Shimesh mitaso mu'umad. Relations, standing up. There are five things that will say that are so unhealthy that they put you in a state where you are closer to death than life. Ve'eluhein. Achal va'amad. So I will say this is a person eats and immediately stands up. Shasa va'amad. A person drinks and immediately stands up. Hikizdam va'amad. You bloodlet and immediately stand up. Yashan va'amad, you're sleeping 
and then you immediately stand up. So I will say, if you notice again, these are quick changes of state, right? So eat, stand up, right? So apparently again, doing these things immediately puts a person, imperils a person's health, all right? Shimesh mitasavamad has relations and immediately stands up afterwards. Shisha, haosa osa miyad meis. Wow. But say there are six things that if you do it, you're going to die immediately. And both say, well, what this really means is six things, if you do all of them, if you do all of them, again, it puts a person in such, in such a perilous health situation that chasram, they could die immediately. Ve'eluhim. These are the six things. Number one, habamina derech v'nisiyageya. So we'll say a person is, comes back from a journey and is tired. And we'll say, okay, then you're doing all these things. Hikizdam, then you bloodlet. Then you go into the shvitz, right? you go into the sauna, you go into the bathhouse, vishasa, and then you drink, vinistaker, and then you become inebriated, and then you sleep on the ground, and then you have relations. So if you do all of these things, right, all of these things, ultimately, you could notice again what's the common denominator. It's a lot of exertion. It's just a lot of exertion. So if you do all of these things, chas vishalom again, a person could die. Person could die. I'm Rabbi Yochanan, son Kisidran. But you only die if you do it in this order. I die for this order. Okay. I'm Rabbiye, Kisidran Mace, Shalom Kisidran Chalish. Abaye says, if you do it in this order, person Kisidran Mace, Shalom die. If you don't do it in this order, you're not going to die, but you will be significantly weakened. Ini, is that so? Vahamu Uras, Avdele la Avda, plus Minayo Mace. But we'll say there was this lady, Muuras, and Muuras did three, in other words, her Eved. Did three, only three of these things, and he died. So you see, again, even three of these things could imperil your life. To which the Gemara says, Oh, Kafu Shaba. That, that, and that he was very weak to begin with. Right? He was very weak to begin with. So because he was in a compromised state, therefore three things ultimately sent him over the edge. Okay. Shmona. So we'll say there are eight things. Ruban, Kashom, Yutan, Yafeb. We'll say there are eight things where a lot of it is detrimental. But a little of it is actually, is actually beneficial. Elohim. Right? Derech. Traveling, right? Traveling, we'll say, Rashi says, the halik bidrachim. Ultimately, again, a little bit of travel is a good thing. Too much travel, ultimately, it could be physically depleting. Derech Eretz, relations, relations. So we'll say, by the way, there's a lot of profundity in this Gemara as well. Because if you'll notice, by the way, look, look at the rest. Osher, wealth, right? Malacha, work. So we'll say, even before we, right? Yayin, wine. Shina, sleep. Chamin, they will say Chamin Rashi brings down is drinking warm, warm items and washing yourself in warm water. Vakazas dam and bloodletting. Then I will say, now if you know, there's a lot of stuff in this list. If you notice, okay, so some of them, so if you take bloodletting, right? So bloodletting, what does the Gemara say? A little bit of bloodletting could be very beneficial. A lot of bloodletting could be detrimental. But I will say, if you look at other things in this list, there's also a very strong spiritual message as well. What the Gemara is talking about is a message of moderation. There are certain things that could be very wonderful and very helpful and very healthy in moderation, but in excess, ultimately, again, in excess can be detrimental. So, for example, direct traveling. Traveling can be something very nice. But let's say if a person's life becomes about traveling, ultimately, again, that can be detrimental to one's personalistic accomplishment, right? Intimacy. Intimacy, again, in moderation, in moderation, can be very healthy and very wonderful in a relationship. But again, an overabundance or an, or an, over, an overindulgence ultimately could lead a person to become just a very lustful individual. Osher, wealth. So wealth in moderation, I will say, by the way, moderation doesn't even necessarily have to mean the amount of money you have, but rather it can mean moderation in the pursuit of wealth. The pursuit of wealth, the pursuit of material success can be something that is very healthy and very good, but ultimately, again, constant pursuit of wealth could be something that chas shalom is detrimental. Oh. Internet? Yeah. Okay. Good. Right, malacha, work, so we'll say all, all, all of these things, all of these things ultimately, again, so you, you see this combination, you see this combination ultimately of things, of certain things that are physically detrimental if there's overindulgence versus things that can be spiritually detrimental in a sense of overindulgence. Okay, just fascinating. Good, so the Gemara goes weiter. Shmona memat mesazera. We'll say there are eight things, there are eight things, which literally we'll say, memait zera means decrease semen. 
She will say, this could either mean literally decrease semen, or it could also mean decrease sperm count. In other words, things, eight things which ultimately, again, Chazal felt were, were, were detrimental, ultimately, again, to a man's fertility. Here, here are the things that are detrimental. Melach, salt. Ra'av, not eating properly, right? Literally, again, famine or starvation. Nesek. Nesek, which, again, is some type of blemish. Bechia, ultimately, again, is, is crying. Uh, yeah, so... Good. So, Bechia, Shina Algabe Karka, sleeping on the ground. Gordonius, coriander. Kishos Shalobizmana, hops. Hops that are not in season or not during the season. Vakosos Dam Lematikiflaim. And I will say, bloodletting below, we'll see what below means in just a moment, is doubly detrimental. Okay, so Kishim Shakash, so Gemara says, Tana Kishim Shakash Alamata Kiflaim, Kach Yafel Amalakiflaim, the same way that ultimately, again, bloodletting below is doubly detrimental for one's fertility, bloodletting above is doubly beneficial. So the Gemara says, Amra Papa, Shabbat Shalom, say, Amadeis, Amadeis, Kiflaim, so Lamata, what does it mean, bloodletting Lamata? Lamata mina Beitzin. It means they will say, so bloodletting essentially below the testicles. They will say, it doesn't mean on this. In other words, bloodletting essentially from the thighs and below. So bloodletting from the parts of your body, from the thighs and below, apparently is doubly detrimental. And apparently, again, bloodletting above the basin was doubly beneficial. Okay? The kisha shlobizmana, eating hops, eating hops, not in their appointed time ultimately, again, is beneficial. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Kash is, is, is detrimental. So we'll say the same way, eating hops, not in their time, is detrimental. So ultimately, again, eating hops at the right time is beneficial. Amra Papa says, Zmana Tamus. The time, ultimately, again, the time where hops are in season is Tamus. Shalom bismana is tevis. Out of season is tevis. Okay. Yomi nisan yomi tishrei. Lomalu velokashu. Eating hops during tishrei and during nisan is not beneficial or not detrimental. Parif. Parif. All right. So what's that? That's the end. That's the end. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is it. That is it. So now back to Gid. It was a good run. We've learned anything and everything about Talmudic medicinal healing or Kintara. Again, I should say, you know, medicinal healing of the time of the Gemara. Then I will say back to Gin. Amar, kiss v'get leishtivach z'kari daikos. So let's remember again, going back to the first Mishnah in the Masechta, thank you. So back to the first Mishnah in the Masechta. So remember again, I will say, what did the Mishnah say? If a man said, if a man said to his wife, or a man said to a group of people, write a get for my wife. Right again from I will say after after issuing that statement he says Karidaikos afterwards again he is seized by Karidaikos. So what's Talacha? The then in a state of Karidaikos, he goes ahead and says, Do not write the get. His second statement is meaningless. I will say, now remember again, why is his second statement meaningless? Why? Because it was said in a state of Karidaikos. And since in the state of Karidaikos, the assumption is that a person lacks capacity, therefore the second statement is going to so we'll say, so therefore in this case over here, he said, write again for my wife while he was of sound mind. And then he canceled the directive while in the state of Karidaikos. So the Gemara says that second statement issued during the state of Karidaikos is irrelevant. Amr Rishim Lakish says, Lakish said, Kosvin Vinosvin get So we'll say, now here's the interesting Shiloh. The Shaila comes like this. Well, says, let's play this out. So Ruvain, Ruvain says to a group of people, write a gift for my wife. Write a gift for my wife. Okay, they hear it. After, after they receive the directive, he contracts Karidaikos. Okay? And now we'll say, in the state of Karidaikos, he says, don't write the get. So, so the Gemara says, what's the, stat, what's the status of the statement? What, or what's the status of the get? What's the status of the get? It's on. Right? It's on. Write the get. We'll say, the Shaila is now, when should we write the get? So says, We continue. We continue. As well, say, we, we, we literally write and deliver the get immediately. Now, we'll say, what Rish Lakish is saying is like this. Even though right now, as we're writing, as we're writing the get, 
What is Reuven the husband doing? What is Reuven the husband doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? He's saying, don't write it, don't write it, don't write it. Right? He's suffering from Karidaikos, telling us not to write the get. Rish Lakish says, we continue the process. Right? We continue writing the get, because again, whatever he says during Karidaikos, essentially, not essentially, is absolutely and wholly irrelevant. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, no, no. In Kosen Ella Kesheishtafa. Rabbi Yochanan says, listen, we're not negating it again, but we're also going to wait to write it until he becomes healthy again. In other words, what we do, I will say, is we pause the process until Ruvain is, until Ruvain is healthy. That's what we're going to do. We're going to pause until Ruvain is healthy. So my time is Rishlakish. So this is the fundamental Machlokas. So my time is Rishlakish. What's Reish Lakish's logic? Diktani ain't bidvar machronim klum. So I will say, Reish Lakish says, look, once you say in the Mishnah, once you say in the Mishnah that whatever he says during Karidaikos is irrelevant, then I will say, then what should we do? Continue the process. Well, as Reish Lakish says, there's no reason to pause. Meaning, at the end of the day, halacha lamaisa, whatever he says during Karidaikos is absolutely wholly irrelevant. And therefore, halacha lamaisa, continue on. Rabbi Yochanan says, when we say that what he says during Karidaikas is irrelevant, what that means, Rabbi say is, when he is healed, there is no reason to go ahead and ask him again, do you still want to give the get? Right? But however, but at the end of the day, we don't write it until he's healed. So I will say, so here's what's interesting. So really, it's, it's fascinating. So going through Shlakish, Ruvain, our husband, is suffering from Karidaikos, is saying, don't write the get, don't write the get, don't write the get. But Shlakish says, continue on with the process. Since his words are irrelevant, there's no reason to pause the process, keep going. Rabbi Yochanan says, when we say that his words uttered during Karidaikos don't have an effect, that means once he's healed, we don't have to ask him again, do you still want us to continue? But Lamaisa, you have to pause the process until he's of sound mind. So but Mike, what are they arguing about? Rishlakish says a guy suffering from Karidaikos is the same thing as a person who's sleeping. Same as a person who's sleeping. So imagine the following situation. Imagine Ruvain says to two people, write a get for my wife, and then he goes to sleep. Dereshlagish says, do you have to wait until he wakes up in order to write the get? Of course not. What do you do? What do you do? Continue on. So Karidaikos is just like someone who's sleeping. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, no, no. Karidaikos is not like sleeping. Karidaikos is like a shota. And I will say the same thing by a shota. By a shota, we would say, let's wait until he's of sound mind before we go ahead and we give the get. Rabbi Yochanan the Dama Yashin. Why does Rabbi Yochanan compare Karidaikos to sleeping? So Yashin no Mechusa Maisa. Because sleeping is not missing a Maisa. In other words, Rabbi for Karidaikos, for Karidaikos, we need a we need a process in order to heal him. Yashin is no process to which the Gemara says Shlakish Namin and Dama the Shote. Why doesn't Shlakish compare Karidaikos to a Shote? So here's the difference: Shote lo Samya biadon. Ultimately, Rabbi say by a Shote, there's no cure for being a Shote. I will say, many of us recognize this from our encounters throughout the day, right? When a, right, there is no cure for foolishness, right? No cure for foolishness. There's no cure for shtos. But hi, samya biadan. But ultimately, and I will say, for karidaikos, remember again, there is a remedy. I will say, what's the remedy for karidaikos? Bisro sumko agmuri vechamra marko. Remember again, the cure for karidaikos, the best tamuri cure, fatty meat roasted over coals with undiluted wine. But did Rabbi Yochanan actually say this? Right? Did Rabbi Yochanan actually, actually take this position? So the Gemara says, after all, the Gemara says, V'am Rabbi Yehuda Shmuel, Shachat bo shnaim orov shnaim. But say, listen to this, listen to this. If a man, Chas v'shalom, was, had a situation where the two, the two, the two simon, I will say, his esophagus and windpipe were both cut, were both fully cut, or the majority of them were cut, and such a person said, was able to say, write a get for my wife. We'll say the halacha is, you write it and you give it. You write it and you give it. The tanya, and we'll say we learned. So we'll say now, what, what's fascinating about that case, <coughs> what's fascinating about that case <coughs> is, okay, for the tanya we learned, 
But say if a person was literally cut up into pieces, or hanging on the gallows, and he, he motioned, he motioned, and what and and he said, right again from Yitnu. Ultimately, again, you have to go ahead, you give a get, right? You write it and you give the get. Shabbos say, see, now remember again, what's interesting over here is as follows. This, these are cases, these are cases where a person is actively dying. A person is actively dying. And yet the halacha is, if they say give a get, if they say give a get, ultimately, again, we have them give a get. Now, both say, the reason why the Gemara is asking on Rabbi Yochanan is, Rabbi Yochanan was the one who said that when a person is not in a, in a total, in a, in a sound mental state, we pause the process. I will say, the pastos in these situations where people are dying, one can make the argument that perhaps they're not in a sound mental state. Yet, halacha, my son, Rabbi Yochanan is on record as saying, give the get, give the get. So I will say, so it seems to be a kasha. Hachi hashta, hasam daitat zelusahi, vekechushtahu da'aschalebe. But say, in these cases, Rabbi Yochanan will say, these people have absolutely solid intent. Right? The issue over here is not about intent. The intent, right? Their das is intact. I will say, what's not intact? What's not intact? Their physicality. Right? They're in a weakened state. They're in a weakened state, but Lamai said, their das is absolutely intact. Hacha daita shegishtihi. I will say, in the case of the Karidaikos, Literally, again, their das is compromised. So I will say it's actually interesting. So Yochanan will say in the cases where the guy is dying, just because the guy is dying, that doesn't mean his das is not solid. So we assume the das is solid, but Lamaisa, again, is the physicality that is waning. As opposed to the Karadaikas case, the das is not intact. We'll say, did Shmuel actually say this? Did Shmuel write Rashi says, Umiyamar Shmuel, Shachapo Shnaim Kosen Getle Ishto. I'm get me chaimu. Now I'll say, so fine. So now I'll say, now the Gemara is totally switching gears. Who is switching gears, I'll say, is this case, this case of the guy who has his windpipe and his sapphic is cut, right? So he's actively dying and you, you don't recover from that, I'll say. So the Shmuel, now Shmuel is on record as saying, you could write a get for such an individual who tells the get. So the Shmuel actually say this. So I'll say, so the Gemara so I'll say, by the way, I'll just, I'll just pause just a second. What about the, so we're, we're veering off now the Macholkis of Yochan Reish Lakish. So I'll say, so remember again, going back for just a second. And here's what everybody agrees with. If the husband, if the husband is of sound mind and he says, kiss who get lishti, right again, give it to my wife. And then what happens? He's seized by Karidaikos. Seized by Karidaikos. And he says, don't write the get. Everyone agrees that what? That Allah Chalamaisa, we ignore the second statement and we go forward with the get. The shayla is, do we go forward with the get now? Even while he's in this state of Karidaikos, saying, don't write the get? Or do we wait? Machlokes, Reishlokes, and Rabbi Yochanan. Reishlokes says, continue on. Rabbi Yochanan says, pause. So we'll say, the Rambam Paskins like Rabbi Yochanan. Rambam Paskins like Rabbi Yochanan. That as much as that which he says during Karidaikos, we don't listen to. However, we will pause the process until husband recovers from his Karidaikos and then continue on in the get. And when he recovers, we don't have to go back and say, Father, do you still want us to do the get? We'll do the get, but Allah so will wait until he recovers from his cardiac. So we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up with the case again tomorrow of Shachat Baushtaim or Roshtaim.